Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking, Debbie Buyaki. Welcome aboard. Today, we're taking a flight over nature's view, a 2030 climate journey story. Kicking off from Nairobi, making multiple stops at food, sustainability, and finally landing at climate. I hope you enjoy this climate journey story. Seatbelts on and wheels up. Our disclaimer, this is um, to tell you why my embarrassment is actually premium because my guest today is from the aviation industry. And once he introduces himself, you'll now see why it turns into Pro Max. But anyway, would you please introduce yourself and tell us your name, where you're from, and what you do? I think that's the that's first <laughs> said. Your name, where you're from, and what you do. Right, hi Deb. My name is Jesko Stierman, and uh, I'm from originally from Hamburg, Germany. Yeah, I'm an airline pilot, but last few years I've been kind of focusing on sustainability matters. So, right, as he said, he's an airline pilot, and you guys know how this podcast is run. I don't think he knows, but he'll find out. It's based on the aviation industry, anyways. So, we're going to talk about, as he mentioned, sustainability in a broad sense, backwards, starting from food, bits, uh, a bit of the gist of what we did in season one and episode seven, we talk about food production and what it takes to put a plate of food on the table. But today we'll be taking a different route on what that plate of food constitutes. So, <laughs> so, so we're going from food to aviation. Oh my God. <laughs> can we, can we, right, let go. me arrange my thoughts though. <laughs> we're going to start backwards. Food production and maybe food, then sustainability and then climate. If you want to throw in aviation, we can we can just right. do a little bit about it. But yes, yeah, so in the previous episode, which I actually encourage you to listen to, season one, episode seven specifically, we talked about food production and its dangers and how it affects the climate and what it takes for, you know, the average quote-unquote peasant farmer to feed 70% of the population with only 30% of the land mass. Crazy still. So... We're going to look into how the benefits of food in regards to health and our planet. So we met through a friend of a friend through an event. And I'd like you to give us a brief about your events and how they are going to take us into the food industry as we begin our podcast journey. Right. So I'm interested in combining the theory of sustainability with the kind of like the reality of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, in theory, it all looks wonderful, yeah. right? I mean, because you just said food, if we eat healthy, yeah, it's also going to be better for the planet. Right. You know, if we're a bit bigger, better community, mm -hmm. we're going to be a stronger voice. It's going to be better for politics. It's going to be better for sustainability. So all of this kind of connects in theory. So how you put this in practice? Right. So, so my approach was to get people together around food, around a meal. Mm -hmm. Fairly healthy meal, but still delicious. Yeah. And just spread awareness of sustainability. What was your first event? My first. If you can remember. Uh, my first. I don't remember the exact topic, but it was in 21. Close to State House at a place called Lava Latte. Mm -hmm. uh, very good. Very recommendable. Um, but I don't remember the topic, though. But it was probably about emissions. 
So okay. because I like to start with emissions, like just look at the total of human excess emissions yeah. and break them up into categories like production, manufacturing, food, transportation, and so on, and then kind of just, you know, go from there. So it was probably a general event like that. All right. So the big takeaway from that section is the healthier we eat, the healthier for our planet. It's a win-win and it's great on theory, but when it comes to practicality is where the challenge comes in. So I think we should get right into it. When you talk about good food, what do you mean? Well, You're going to go under fire for this though, but <laughs> give it a shot. What I mean by good food, see, I mean, you know, sustainability, it works on every level. So it works even on a personal level. So a sustainable process is a process that doesn't degenerate in value. If you eat in a manner that theoretically your diet wouldn't be the cause of your death, theoretically, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Then that ought to be good food. So right. if we take it to an extreme and we say all we do is eat fast food and junk food, obviously it's not going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows a balanced diet is a big factor. And then most doctors would agree that a lot of red meat is not healthy. And the same things apply to the planet. So you mentioned how much space agricultural land takes up of the habitable land, right? Yeah. My my figure is about half, right? Mm -hmm. About half of the space on earth that is habitable, we take up agriculture. Right. And most of that, and then big chunk of that is taken up by livestock. I think around 70% or so. So then that livestock need to be represented like largely in our calorie intake and our protein intake, but it's not. Mm -hmm. So... We need to look at that a little bit more closely. So I would think a, a good, healthy diet is one that's low in ruminant foods, low in cow, lamb, all of that stuff. You know, all of the, you know, basically everything that's like chicken and swine is probably better for the environment. And mm-hmm. then if you ask doctors, they would probably give that, that white meat is better for you than red meat. So that that's that would be my bottom line. You know, low animal foods, right? low animal foods diet and not so much red meat. You know? So are you just directly fronting vegan food? Of course not. Of course not. But I don't think that kind of extreme is necessary. Okay. You know, I think we'd all be perfectly fine if we have steak and all that stuff. Just It's all all a matter of balance and not overdoing it. Mm -hmm. You know, like if on average it takes about, I don't know, five to ten times more land to put, it's getting getting a little theoretical now, but to put like a hundred grams of protein on our table, on our plate, it takes like, three to ten times more land if that protein right. comes from red meat okay so that's the message to us that well it, yes it's delicious yeah but maybe we shouldn't be having it every day maybe it's enough if we have it on sundays or just a few times a month i mean vegan food is very good for the planet yeah i mean of course but is it necessary to go that far mm-hmm. you know is it not enough just to say all right i'm, I'm going to limit my red meats i'm going to have a little bit more chicken and then maybe five, six times a week, I might just go plant-based entirely. You know what I mean? But why right. do you have to be so extreme about it? Right. You know? Why the hate? Anyway, I think I'm also leaning towards the having a balance, eating. Uh, we're not completely fronting that you should stop with your red meat and stuff. Just a little bit of balance. Anyways, I think last week I was speaking with my friend from Australia and we were talking about how the large-scale manufacturing or processing rather is a word of red meat and I watched a video previously before talking to her about how they process chicken on large scale and it's they eat like two million chickens. I don't know if that's the, that's the word <laughs> a week. So I, I was actually just intrigued to see how they process two million but that is per a week. But we gotta be careful. That's a different matter. Really? So well I think so. So I mean first there's sustainability and how can humans 
you know, continue living on this planet in a manner that we can thrive. And then there's animal welfare concerns and probably maybe mm, personal right. health concerns. Right. So from an animal welfare perspective, it's a no-brainer. You know, right. veganism is better. You know what right, I mean? Right, it's a no-brainer right. from an animal health perspective. Right. But I, I would think it's not advisable to just mix it all into one bowl and then because it, 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 it you know, deters the message. You know, from a sustainability perspective, ruminants are the issue. You know, from an animal health perspective, like industrialization in regards to, you know, animal foods is the issue, mm-hmm. you know, but it's different issues. Right. I think I was going to lean into the animal health. It's so inhuman how they yeah, kill those animals. It's, it's crazy. I think they put them in gas chambers or they electrocute their heads so they're unconscious. It's just like, you know, I do this to them by it, eating chicken. It's crazy. It is crazy. And where pro- maybe sustainability comes back into the picture is if you look what they need to do to keep these chickens sort of healthy enough. You I know, don't want to know. So yeah, you don't want to know. But it's, there's, there's a lot of medication involved, the antibiotics oh. and all of that, right? Usually. So just to keep ah. the Because they, the, the spaces they live in is just way too tight for It's not a natural environment. So to keep it... I did it not t- know that. So that is... So that then... Might no that then might have an effect on our health, but there's a big might and it's a big if, and it's not going to be generally, you know, valid. But you know, mm-hmm. that's where when our health might be affected by the the circumstances under which these yeah. animals are treated. So that then, if you really want to like dramatize that situation, you might say, right, if our health is affected, then our species is affected. But that's a far shot. I think it's a lot clearer to just say animal welfare is one thing, sustainability is another thing. You know, it's easier. <laughs> I'm traumatized. But hey, <laughs> we're, we're still um, looking into food and what a healthy place of food looks like. But now moving into sustainability in regards to food, not only in its production, but its consumption and after. I think in one of the episodes as well, I was fronting for the end use of food that's not going to be eaten to be made into compost manures mm. and stuff like that. So what do you have to say about the after you've eaten the end use of that you know the plastic that comes with deliverables just what's the sustainability of healthy food even after you've eaten sustainability would mean that everything is sort of a cycle a circle Right, right? right so if we keep having a lot of food waste like if we keep wasting as much food as we do that cannot be sustainable because that food needs to be produced mm-hmm. water is being used yeah as it is so now you're mentioning using that waste right mm-hmm. so that is of course the second best avenue then so really well once there is always going to be some waste so now we got it now we got to consider how are we using that waste okay so now if that waste is used for biofuels or something like that is somewhat put back into the into the cycle that's the way to go and with plastics and packaging is the same it's the same issue like first of all we got to minimize it because all the plastic that we need needs to be produced yeah and that consumes energy so but then once the plastic is here we got to find a way to reuse it and obviously single-use plastics is not the way to go here so everything that can be reused put back into the cycle you know recycling true recycling where something can be reused at the same level of design that is the way to go you know i think that this is as well still on the theoretical part what is the practical part we know today Lots of food is delivered in single-use plastic. Yeah. So what's like a practical thing someone can do instead of tossing them out after they've eaten their noodles or something? 
Right. So maybe one step back. So why are we? Oh, no. No, just like (laughs) sometimes. I mean, just take one step back. Why are we like, I mean, how do we produce the most food waste? It's probably not the healthiest Mm -hmm. food. Right. So, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like the theory sometimes can help us. So it's probably healthier and better and nicer even if you cook more. Right. Mm -hmm. So once you cook more straight away, if you go to the market, bring in your own shopping bag. Mm-hmm, you are producing mm-hmm. all, and then if you kind of shop a little bit wisely, yeah, and don't shop for two weeks in advance, and then half the stuff is just going to waste away in your kitchen. Right. If you're a little bit smart about it, you can probably almost minimize food waste entirely, right? And minimize the amount of plastic that you need entirely just by cooking more yourself. So now that's the theory, right? So now <laughs> if you step away from that again and go back to the plastic, so now I don't know if you can. Uh, it depends on where you shop. For example, where I live, what I like to do is I have a few restaurants I like to buy food from. Right. It's very delicious and it's affordable. So so what I'm doing with these people is that we are just exchanging plastic boxes back and mm-hmm. forth. You really? Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, we have like, uh, I think I have about five reusable containers in circulation and they just, really? they just go back and forth between me and them. Can you guys hear this? <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that, so it works, right? Yeah. So I just... As I get my food, yeah. I exchange containers with them. I clean the other ones and I give them back clean to them and they just put my food back in them. So that wouldn't work if you go to a big, if you order from right. like a big company, delivery company, it right, wouldn't work right. that way, you know, but then probably is that even the best way to go? Maybe you should be supporting your local restaurants anyway right. for other reasons. <laughs> and that's where all good is connected again, you know? I have never thought, I think I, I, I've done that before, but not exchanging with them, but I've never thought actually you could partner with those guys to actually keep... Uh, exchanging them for you that's pretty smart but if you can't so do you want to use like the reusable ones to plant trees because i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna wait, flaunt wait, wait, my wait, trees wait, again wait use the reusable containers to plant trees like seeds okay well that's probably that's like some kind of like a downcycling idea now we mm-hmm. use the plastic for something else that kind of makes sense it's better than nothing okay it's better than nothing it's better well. than nothing for sure yeah it's better than i mean once you have the plastic and you have no longer use for it you got to, like, if you can implement it somewhere, that's better than nothing. If it can be recycled, that's better than nothing. Yeah. If it can be downcycled, you know, it's still better. Than, I mean, worst thing you can do is just toss right it on away. the street or toss it on the landfill. Sure. Obviously, you know. Uh, I think I want to go back to the point on cooking food. You want to speak more about that in regards to what you're planning? Yes. Yeah, so this, um, so far what I've been doing with the people in my in, you know my group is that we go to restaurants right to eat but yeah lately i was thinking to, to mix that idea up a little bit and organize cooking workshops because especially here in kenya in nairobi plant-based food is not too popular i, I would think generally <laughs> yeah so i mean and it's it's just like a this new idea and in, in, it's the same in many countries that plant-based food is just not it's just not there's not a big tradition in it so why, what if we just uh, meet up and try some plant-based dishes together? Trial and error, in a trial and error way, cook some, right. vegan, cook some vegan food, see if it's good, because there is delicious vegan food, you know, I can attest to that. So then, yeah, get together, cook some food, uh, and then have a little bit of a discussion about climate change. So I'm trying to promote this idea now, you know, because I think mm-hmm. it's just, because it, it highlights the, the community aspect, it highlights the, like, the, I don't know, building something together in a way, right? Coming together, cooking together, planning together. You know, it's, I think it's more personal That's than just beautiful. going to a restaurant. And more affordable also. And more affordable. I think I usually prefer to have action points when you're winding down the episodes. Do you want to give us one recipe? 
one recipe that good food <laughs> uh, top of my head there's this this it's like an asian southeast asian dish probably uh it consists it's like basically uh plain rice right on a peanut sauce with oh broccoli green beans and fried tofu can we find that in local stores everywhere Yeah, see that's the issue. So now yeah. at, in my event, in in right. this event I I want to promote African food. Right. So I want to find I want to find African chefs that can give us because I'm not a professional chef mm -hmm. and I don't think that should be necessary. I want to promote African food because we're in Africa, right? Yeah. So this dish is not African, but that's the thing also with this, all this vegan stuff is that it's not going to be traditionally home in mm -hmm. too many countries anyway. So it requires a bit of a like yes, we can find regional dishes but it also requires a bit of a yeah let, let me be open to something new also okay you know it doesn't have to be like you know the west or europe and mm -hmm. north america pushing their agenda in africa it doesn't have to be anything <laughs> like that it's just we all need to be a little bit open maybe to new food ideas so this dish i was just mentioning yeah. with the peanut sauce it is so delicious it's very very <laughs> simple to make Right. And yeah, I can only recommend, I mean, I can recommend something like that. It's, it might be one of the first dishes that we cook if we cannot Ooh. find enough, if we cannot find enough African stuff. Right. I think localization, it doesn't have to be everything from a recipe book from the West. If You can find yeah. that in Asia or... Europe, well, this is an anywhere. Asian. This is an Asian dish. Oh, this is uh, an Asian dish. It's an Asian dish. So if you can't find that in Africa or in Latin America, you can, of course, use yeah. whatever you can find that's still sustainable. I think you mentioned yeah. as well towards the end... It's good for climate. Do you want to talk about all this to sum it up? Because this is a climate-based podcast. Right. How does, at the end of the day, not necessarily saying vegan food, but uh, good food, which of course includes the red meats and white meats, just in limits. How does good food at the end of the day contribute to good climate, I guess? Right. So maybe we should go a little bit spiritual on this, right? So if we consume good food, right? Yeah. We put good fuel in our body. Mm -hmm. We could put good fuel in our system. Mm -hmm. So that might change our entire outlook of the day, of us, you know, confidence on, right. on all of that. It's related. If we put garbage in ourselves, you know, maybe even, maybe only subconsciously, but it, it, it's probably going to have an effect. So if we cook for ourselves, clean, good food that is nutritionally high in value and still delicious, you know, and even ideally if we cook with others, have mm -hmm. the communal aspect, that is all great things. Right. So now how does that relate to health? Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the beauty is that we can look at what's best for the environment and it loosely relates to what's best for us personally as well. So we can use it as a bit of a compass, you know. So mm -hmm. if the sustainability agenda sort of suggests that we should have a diet low in ruminant foods. Yeah. And if the same agenda sort of suggests that, well, eating out or ordering in all the time and you know, all that junk food and all of that isn't so good from a, a waste perspective, then, okay, there's another hint. You know what I mean? So then, yeah, so maybe to sum it up, well, good food is high plant-based food. I wouldn't go as far as going vegan because I think that's, I don't know, it's just too delicious to eat meat sometimes. <laughs> there's just too much delicious yeah. meat to give it up entirely. I don't think yeah. that's necessary. But, yeah, so high animal uh, food diet, low junk food diet, low, you know, try to avoid a bit of waste on the go. I think if we just all do that a little bit more, we're going to be on a great path forward. All right. So I think in all sense, it points to eating healthier being a bonus or rather it comes with lots of benefits on the side, be it to the animals itself in their 
health and stuff like that to the environment and the land they take up and the water it takes to process all these red meats to yeah. our health as human beings in terms of the diseases and the life quality we get from eating better food and good food at the end of the day. Everything is pointing right if we decide to eat properly and properly being such um, invest, uh, let me not say invested, but good decisions food would be a benefit not only to us, but to the ecosystem and to animals and species around us. I don't know if we still could sneak in the aviation part that we started on. Why did you switch? Why do you want to talk about sustainability and food now? It's not so much, it's not really a switch. It's more like a complementation or mm -hmm. something I added to yeah. me. Because aviation has an extremely tough path going forward. You can summarize like this for transportation. Mm -hmm. The heavier and longer an object needs to go, Mm -hmm. the harder it'll be to make it go green. Really? Well, that's generally true, you know, because uh, if you have a semi-truck that needs to go a thousand miles, right? if you want to power that truck with batteries or something that can be green, then there's not going to be much room left for cargo. So it doesn't work. And right. for, in aviation, it's a similar story. If you long haul aviation, those big planes, they got to go halfway or mostly, you know, most around the world. Mm -hmm. To make them green, anyway, long story short, to make aviation green, it's a tough road forward, but it's possible. Yeah, yeah it's definitely possible, but it's, it's, it's a bit of a foreshot. So I imagine, I would think that we all have to do as much as we can do in a way, right? So for aviation right now, it's, it's mostly about offsetting their emissions, you know, mm -hmm. rather than decarbonizing. It's just right. the, the technology is not yet there. So they are a lot about offsetting the emissions they cause. And for me personally, it was just I had a lot of time when uh, the pandemic grounded most of the fleets. Right, right. And I just slowly got myself into sustainability, into nature, and I found it very interesting. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of big, interesting questions behind all that. Yeah. So then I went from the why is all of this happening to the, okay, well, how you know how we go forward and then i had a few ideas on my head that i was too curious to just you know deny them yeah. to go into existence so there you go but yeah but that's it's still just more of a hobby you know it's um <laughs> yeah like to you know i'm not in a position where i can make money off of this yeah but um You're so yeah action. it's a bit of a paradox to to be flying to to have time and money to do green stuff but uh, yeah. yeah yeah well what what can i do you know anyway i think it's uh what we always talk about in fun in regards to action anyone can take action anywhere yeah. any anyhow so in climate, there's a lot to deal with and there's a lot of areas maybe you can plug into. And he chose to plug into the food side. So what would you want to plug into? And as simple as it is, what action do you want to take in making the planet greener or safer for us as humans? There's a lot of scary statistics that are coming out as we go into Africa Climate Week and COP28. If you're listening to this in 2050, this is actually 2023. <laughs> so... There's a lot of scary statistics coming out. And at the end of the day, I always say there's hope, but only hope if there's action. So where will you plug in into action? The climate field is huge. So join in somewhere. Thank you so much for coming and speaking to us about sustainability, food and climate. Throw in a bit of health and a bit of aviation in there as well, because we're extra like that. But... Thank you for coming. If you have any last words to the listeners. No, you're very welcome. I love what you do. Yeah. And uh, I'll be back to 
defend myself uh, to all the people <laughs> that say how the hell is it why is a pilot oh, talking yeah. about sustainability i'll, I'll be i'll be uh, happy to come back to, to oh talk yeah about that i know you're gonna go under fire because <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's fair it's fair it's fair and he'll I, be back to answer all those yeah, questions yeah. so thank you for listening and thank you for taking this journey with us we hope definitely to see you on the next flight see you <laughs>